Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Oh, oh, Anthony, God how are you? Damn it! How are you, Great. brother? Living the dream. I bet you are. You know who's living the dream is Tiger Woo, Tiger Woods, man. Where were you? Where, where, yeah, where, where were you watching that when that happened? I was sitting on my couch. So, uh, one of my female friends is a huge golf nerd. Yeah, and, she is. Uh, yeah, she is. She, <laughs> she's like, uh, like every fucking hole, she had a new story up. She was super excited. I think she may have been more excited than you were about Tiger really? finally winning his first major since 2008. Yeah, I mean, look, first major since 2008, first Masters in 14 years. I yep. Man, I had to call like an old friend. I actually, it was uh, Clayne Crawford, by the way, who's guest yeah. of the show, been on a million times. Him and I were together at a restaurant in Hollywood watching it, um, having some Long Island iced teas because we're three hours behind. So that was like 4 p.m. by the time he yeah. was winning that. And uh, I was at my zenith drink wise i'm sure i was an amazing human to be around and i'm sure everything clean and i said to everybody was simply respectful and <laughs> <laughs> probably not probably not that's all right though no we were trash and <clears throat> you know it's funny man I, I this is this is gonna be a moment where i go deep here like for real and, okay. and I'll, i i think that i'm going to speak for most adult men um over the age of 25 when i say this I, I physically started crying when Tiger won. That's real. Like I had real tears of, of joy and emotion. There was something weird, man, that, that got stirred up inside of me of watching him all these years. I mean, look, he won his first Masters in 1997. I was a fucking kid, man. I grew up with, yeah. I grew up with Tiger Woods, you know? Um, He's still well, he's the he's the guy that made our generation give a fuck about golf again because no one did for yeah, a while. Yeah, I mean, look after after Nicholas stopped winning in, in essentially '86, right? Because that was when he won his last Green Jacket, and even then he was 46 years old, and that was a miracle. And I remember being real little. My my grandparents were watching that, and even right. they got amped about that. And Jack Nicholas wasn't their dude. Uh, and I didn't understand that because, you know, today in today's world, it's been all Tiger all the time. He's been chasing Jack. Tiger had 14. Jack had 18. Right. And, and it was yep. assumed that Tiger was just going to steamroll this record and win 22 majors or 25 majors, whatever the fuck everybody was was predicting. And then that didn't happen. Well, as as time went on, I think all of us in this generation of Tiger were rooting against this sort of ghost that we, we didn't really know in Jack Nicholas. And until I started watching uh, a lot of master specials on this the last few years, you know, they've been doing these like tributes to Jack. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. this year was no exception. They did another one for him. I didn't realize that he was the villain back in the day and Arnold Palmer was the dude. You know, right? And you know, my, my well, probably Palmer and Sam Snead both were kind of like clean cut guys, right? Yeah, I mean, and well, Jack, look, Jack Nicholas did his own thing. He he did smoke with Snoop Dogg. My name is Sam Snead. Oh. You better recognize. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I didn't realize that that, that Jack Nicholas Nicholas was was the villain of that whole era and that situation. I knew my grandfather's right. favorite player was Arnold Palmer, but I didn't know why. You know, I didn't grow up in that era. In this era, it was, you know, all Tiger Woods for us. 
when he fell off, golf fell off, and I stopped watching altogether. I stopped watching majors. I stopped watching normal tournaments. Like, and I'm a shitty golfer. You and I have talked about this, you know, together a million times. I yeah. am great at every other sport. I am terrible at golf. I do not give a shit about golf. Tiger Woods made me care about golf and made me root for him every Sunday to to the point of like, man, I didn't really give a shit about the NBA playoffs yesterday. I just wanted to see Tiger win. No, there was something visceral about seeing him come out to tee with that red shirt on every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, during the season. Like you knew he – and it, it, there was something about his face, man, just the way uh, – the the look on his face all the time reminded you of the great athletes throughout time, like Jordan with the flu in the fucking '97 playoff game against Utah. You know, like uh, just a level of mental acuity and focus that the average person never reaches at any point in their life because they're never put in any kind of situation that requires it. I guess maybe I don't know. No, it it is. Um, You're 100 percent right, and you know to see that again, what you said, seeing that red every Sunday. I thought there was a chance he could be great. I thought there was a, a chance that he could win. Fuck, I expected it at a certain point, and I was surprised if it didn't happen. Yeah, it was. it's like uh, watching the Warriors the last couple of years. They're down 15 points at halftime, and you're still like, eh, they're probably still win. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, rem- I remember watching tournament. Like, I, I, I wasn't an avid golf watcher, but uh, Saturdays and Sundays I would watch, you know, when, it, when the tournament got real. Yeah. Um, and I remember... Like midway through the day on Saturday or early on Sunday, I would see Tiger just against all odds creeping up the fucking leaderboard. I'm like, God damn, I got to go turn this on now and watch it because I don't want to miss something. Like, because he just broke so many fucking records. He's the youngest ever to to have a Grand Slam uh, or the career slam, I guess. Uh, and the youngest ever to do pretty much everything, I guess. I don't, I don't know if there's any age record that he doesn't own, but... Uh, yeah, everybody thought he was just going to blow past that record. I guess he's at 15 now. Yeah, he's at 15. Um, he's three behind Jack. I Look, I was one of yeah. the people, and look, I'll be the I'll, I'll be the first one to say this, because I believe I said this on the show last year. I, I thought he was done. I am one of those people who, who looked at his injuries, looked at his age, and I never, ever thought he would win another major ever again. I thought he could eke out one of these titles, right? Yeah, but I didn't think he could win a major again. And not only was I wrong, and I'm happy I'm wrong, but the way that he did it, coming from behind, he's never come from behind on a Sunday before to win a major. I mean, next to Nicholas winning at 46, this is the this has got to be the greatest feat in golf history, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, how old is Tiger now? 42, 43, I believe. Yeah, he's 43. So, uh, I mean, he's still got some years left. Uh, he does, but if history tells you, you know, with Nicholas, he's got, what, three? Maybe three, yeah. I mean, Nicholas fell off in his mid-40s. Uh, most guys don't even make it that far. There's a lot of guys in their mid-40s that, that move over to the senior tour before, uh, you know, before they get that old to, to start fucking losing. Um He's. Uh, I, I think he could still do it, though, and the reason I think that is because it wasn't. I mean, he granted he had a lot of physical injuries, and I think that fucked with his head a little bit. But it's always been a confidence game. It wasn't his drive that was all fucked up. He was slicing the ball. You know what I mean? Like he he wasn't hitting it shorter. He was hitting it. He was hooking and slicing. And when he, his his mid range game was always pretty consistent, but 
there's something uh, even in this tournament. I think he missed a couple of putts within five feet, but if he's at twenty feet, he hits it every goddamn time. There's something mental, and winning this fucking tournament, I think, is going to propel him. I don't know what the next uh, next step for it is. I guess uh, we'll see in this next tournament what he looks like if he comes out focused. Because I again, <clears throat> and I hate to compare because it's not. Golf is not basketball. You're not squaring off with one guy looking at his eyes and saying, hey, I'm going to fucking beat you. Uh, it's it's different. You play the course. You don't play the other players. But there's something about that level of focus that he knows. Like, he knows what it feels like to be in the zone, if you want to use that cliche term. And if he can will himself back into the zone and let his body and muscle memory take over and hit those shots because i i guarantee you man i you've been in these situations playing sports and so have i you have the ball in your hands your head's like buzzing a little bit you don't know what the fuck's going on and you just make a great shot and you're like oh shit i just did that yeah you know I, mean? I guarantee I, how many times do you think he's fucking hit one of those like because he's he's notorious for those chip shots from right on the fringe and like holding them out all the time how many times do you think he's just done that and like oh shit i just fucking made that yeah, man. He, look, he's one of those amazing athletes that if he is locked in and can stay locked in, sky's the limit. Because, I mean, look, another one of the majors, I think it's the U.S. Opens at Pebble Beach, which, dude, remember we were kids? He fucking torched Pebble Beach. And it was like he was yeah. up by 18 strokes. He could win that. Now, the British Open's different, man. That's a long that's a long man's game right there. I don't know if he can win that. But I think he's got a real good shot at two out of the next three, to be honest with you. Because I think the other one's at Beth Page, which he's won as well. So, like, man, I, yeah, I, I don't know. But either way, man, I, I, I'm sitting on the couch and I was watching it. And, you know, I, I talked to our, our, our boy Benny. Benny was down there. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about going. And I was like, he's like, hey, man, you heading down to the Masters? And I was like, no, I heard the weather's going to be awful, all that shit or whatever. And I was like, I would do it if Tiger was winning, if he was up. And on Saturday... Yeah. He was still back by two, and I still did not have that feeling Saturday night. So I and I hit Benny back up, and I was like, "I'm good. I don't think I'm going to go. It starts super early, you know, because their tea time, I, I believe, was like seven for the rest of those guys. Tiger teed off around the nine region. Yeah, and to me, even going into Sunday, I still didn't believe that he would come back and win. He was down by two shots, and it seemed insurmountable, especially the people around him. Like, that Brooks Kopka kid has won, what, three out of the last six majors? He was right there. There was a bunch of people, Zach Johnson, there was a bunch of people that were right there. I didn't think he would come back and win. I really didn't. And it was when he did, straight up, I cried. My wife cried. Like, it was a moment. And I feel weird saying that as an adult man with children that I cried watching a golfer play golf. But, man, there's something that, you know, stirred up in me that I've been watching this dude for 22 years now and uh, just brought me back to the good old days, dude. Tiger. Well, I'm sure uh, the happiest people are the PGA Tour, right? And oh, yeah. I don't all, even... all the fucking sponsors who, who spent money on them. They, they really got their money's worth this weekend. <laughs> yeah, There's, they did. I, I guarantee this is probably one of the most covered golf events in modern history right um because tiger's done some stuff before like he won a tournament by eight or eight at 18 under i think he's won a tournament not a major but he won a tournament at like 23 under one time yeah he's done some incredible shit but uh this is the the redemption story like 
There's no Hollywood story. Nobody's going to make a movie about somebody who always does everything right. There's always the fucking, the, the, you know, the arc, if you want to call it that. Like, what, what happened? What did he overcome to do this? That's the story people want to hear, and I guarantee you people are fucking drooling all over themselves about this one. Yeah, man, and I'm looking at the ratings. Like, it was a 28 rating for CBS. That means 28 million people were watching that. You're stu- 28? Holy shit. Yeah, and it was early, and, and that hurts the ratings. Like, you know, the Masters usually typically ends around 7, 7.30 at night, and uh, that's when the real ratings are because everybody's back from church and whatnot, barbecues, you know, the, the night before, whoever you put your penis inside of on Tinder, um, I mean, yep. you were still getting up and shaking that off your dong. Um, a 28 share, though, you're looking at, you know, fuck. You're looking at NFC championship numbers close to that, somewhere yeah. in there. That's good numbers. Uh, maybe, well, maybe the round before, not the championship. But either way, it was amazing to see. I can't wait to watch the rest of the year. Look, we talked about it last week on the show that he was the, the favorite in, uh, in Vegas. So yeah. hopefully you took that on mybookie.com and you cleaned house. Um, yeah, no shit. I I wonder if uh, let's let's do a a what if little scenario role play uh, situation here. Let's say Tiger starts winning again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his relationship status is right now, but he, does he go back to fucking banging whores or what? Well, he's got a girlfriend. So when he came off the green yesterday, he was you know hugging his his kids, his mom, and there was a girl with black hair and this like kind of black hat on. Who's got crazy eyes? Like this looks like when I saw her, I was like, "This is the type of girl that Dan dates, not Tiger Woods." <laughs> and you know, usually he dates like soft blondes, you know, for the outside. This girl had a little yep. edge to her, like you can tell she takes it to Razor's Edge. Probably let it lets him fuck other girls or whatever, and she's just down with it. Like uh, I, th- I think she probably said, "Look, I'll call the prostitute, and the three of us will get together and then fuck over this trophy." That is uh, the best possible scenario for him, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think so. I think he's got to have a uh, woman at this phase in his life who's down with his lifestyle, who, who just yeah. says, hey, man, I'll play along. Like, it's cool. I get to be with Tiger Woods the rest of my life. Look, you're yeah. going to be flying private, eating the best meals on the planet, going to, you know, fuck. I bet you Tiger could get back into the Notre Dame right now if he wanted to. The, you know, that cathedral that burned uh, down in Paris. If he yeah, wanted it's on to. on fire still, I think. So eh, I, 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 I bet one. if he walked up right after winning the Masters right now and just said, hey, can I get one more quick pick inside there before the rest of this thing torches up? They'd probably let him do it. Are you worried at all about the hunchback uh, Quasimodo? Because I feel like I haven't heard from this guy in like, what, 160 years or so? And all of a sudden his house is on fire. That's, that's fucked. Um yeah, I'm super Thoughts and, I'm super thoughts and prayers out to Quasimodo out there, by the way. Yeah, Moto, dude. Um, we're thinking about you, Moto. Hashtag Moto. <laughs> so uh, back to Tiger. I'm, I'm on a quest to normalize uh, uh, debaucherous and erratic sexual behavior. Sure. Um, and I really appreciate what Tiger Woods has done for that community. I feel like his redemption story now is going to is going to take away from that a little bit because he, he became more of a hero to mine when he was out banging whores than he ever was in the golf uh, course ever. So I'm, I'm really hoping he goes back to the old ways. Uh, you know, he's carrying trophies around, pouring champagne on titties, all that stuff. That's what I want to see. You know, it's, it's a weird thing when you have like small kids involved, you know, cause then you like, it's frowned upon, right? Cause like, you know, 
even as a dad, you look at him and you're like, all right, cool, man. You got two kids. Like you can't go out and do prostitutes anymore. I, my wish for Tiger is, is that, you know, he just would have stayed single and true to this and became kind of like a, like a Joe, Joe Namath type figure. Because then, congratulations, yeah. you get caught banging prosties, no big deal. Same with Robert Kraft, right? He's single, he's 76 years old, wanted to get a fucking HJ in and out of there in 14 minutes before he goes to the AFC's championship on a private jet. I have no problem with that. Like, he, and, no, and really, nobody else does either. He's single, wife is dead or you know, divorced, whatever the fuck it is. Like, great, congratulations. With kids involved, man, it's tough where you're just like, ah, damn it. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, me neither. Um, I just, I, you know, I, I want to see a guy <laughs> like that shine all the way around. And, uh, you know, Prosties is where he needs to be. It's just, uh, it's tough now. I, again, I think the girl he's dating with the crazy eyes, I think she's fucking into it. And I bet you they do some weird shit in the, be- the bedroom. Well, hopefully uh, it goes sideways at some point and she writes a tell-all or releases a sex tape or something. And I don't want to hear it from, like, I said that to someone recently uh, about another male celebrity who has a hot, uh, a hot girlfriend. Yeah. And like, what, do you want to see a dude's sex tape? I'm like, yeah, I'll watch anyone's sex tape. I don't give a fuck who it is. I would watch Ruth Bader Ginsburg's sex tape right now. I don't give a fuck. RBG's it's sex tape? Sec- yeah, it's a sex tape. I don't care. I'll, dr- I'll drop a bombshell for you if you want to know it. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, I, I hung out with the, the president of Vivid Video. This was yeah. maybe four or five years ago. We were in Vegas together, and we had mutual friends. And it's like, hey, have you met so-and-so? And I was like, oh, shit, you're the dude who does all the, the goddamn sex tapes or whatever. We had a layover in Vegas at this airport, right? Our flight got delayed back to L.A. So I ended up hanging out with this dude for like an hour, hour and a half. And I, asked, I got to ask him, run the gamut, because him and his wife run that company. And uh, I asked him, who was... Who is the most shocking sex tape out there that's been submitted to you that the world doesn't know about? And he had said Tiger Woods. Um, oh, boy. Fuck. I'd love to see it because it's got to be crazy. Yeah, because I mean, so, so what happened was is after that scandal broke, everybody and their mother, whore-wise, was just like, dude, because he was fucking porn stars, prostitutes, you name it, right? Um, yeah. Every porn star and prostitute was just like, yo, I've got a fucking video. I've got a video. I've got a video. And they kept turning them into him. And what this is verbatim what he said out of his mouth. He goes, man, it was so fucking boring. You can't do anything with that. And he goes, also, Tiger Woods has got a, you know half a billion dollars. Like That lawsuit would be nasty. Nasty. Yeah, but he said he has, he's got a bunch of sex tapes out there. The other one he said was uh, Charlie Sheen. And this one's going to shock you. not Because I know you're thinking, oh, f- of course Charlie Sheen does. No, it was with dudes. Yeah, I've heard that. Dude smoking crack in his bed, sucking each other's dicks is what it was. Here's the thing, man. If you do, like, we, we have to learn from the Greeks and Romans. If you fuck whomever you want, however you want, every single day of your life, and you're rich and you have all the drugs and booze you want, you're going to end up banging dudes at some point. That's just the way it is. So yeah. I'm glad to be at the level of, uh, of I don't know, mild affluence. That I, <laughs> I do all right. I do fine. I do well enough that I can pretty much do whatever I want without, you know, stepping over that line into getting butt fucked and having crack smoked in my presence. Yeah, you know, so what, I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm feeling pretty good about life. I got to tell you. <laughs> you know what's weird about you? If you came up to me, like you know, because we get we travel together all the time and we stay in different rooms yeah. and all that shit. If you came up to me the next morning, like right before the game, let's say it was right before the AFC Championship or something like that, and you were like, "Hey, man, I fucked a dude last night." 
I probably wouldn't think anything of it. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. You're probably at that point in life now where everything else is boring. Yeah, of course you did. Well, you know, uh, there's a lot of reasons to fuck a dude. There's pleasure, obviously, if you're gay. Uh, there's dominance, which is why I do yeah, it. Yeah, um, I'm big into that one. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like... and it. You would think that... Like there's that that old axiom or old maxim to that you don't make eye contact and it, that that means it's not gay. No, I make direct eye contact the entire time. Yeah, uh, and it's to establish dominance. Look, man, we're fighting a war for our freedom right now. <laughs> I don't know against whom. I don't know who the fight is against. I just know that there's a a, a, a war going on in my brain and it's making me bang dudes. <laughs> Oh, it's out there. It is out there. Uh, it's time for the sponsors, <laughs> oh, kids. There's a war going on at mybookie.com right now. I'm curious because we're recording this literally right after the Masters. I'm curious as to how many people fucking took them to the bank for the, this Tiger Woods thing. Because, I mean, look. Well, some guy won 1.9 mil, right? Yeah, 1.19 million in Vegas. Uh, that was the biggest bath that Vegas has ever took on a golf match in the history of Vegas. I am sure there was a lot of people out there. I actually bet a bunch of long shots um, just because, you know, I, again, I didn't think Tiger was going to win. I really didn't. And uh, I bet a bunch of long shots, uh, top 20 finishes, which you could do on my bookie. A couple of them came through. That Zach, that Zach Johnson pick came through, which was nice. Um, but anybody else out there, it's a fun time to gamble, man. We're, we're in uh, the middle of the NBA playoffs right now. And whoo. Man, has there been some fucking upsets, which we'll get to right after these sponsors. But uh, if you're if you're wanting to throw a little a little skin into the game and watch your favorite city and or team, go to mybookie.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros. Uh, doubles your deposit from one hundred all the way to three thousand dollars. So boom, you put in three grand, you get six. Put in two fifty, you, know you get five hundred. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to make uh, a little bit of cash because I picked. We'll get to this later too, but I picked uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. You did. You told me uh, that off air, and like we're gonna get to the NHL. The, the last show ate up yeah. uh, uh, the NBA playoffs. We're gonna get to the NHL after this. I'm yeah. I'm really hoping for the Vegas Golden Knights, but that's just me personally. Um, just, they look great so far, just because they're fun to watch and I enjoy them, and I'd like to go back to Vegas and watch them play. But, uh, yeah, go to mybookie.com, bet with us or against us. It's your call. Uh, next up, we got blackriflecoffee.com. D'Anthony, D'Anthony, why don't you tell us about it? Black Rifle Coffee is a premium small batch roast to order veteran-owned and operated coffee company. You may have heard of us. Uh, we sell a lot of coffee. The club is the best possible deal for the best coffee you're ever going to get. Um, every, pretty much and it's funny, uh, everybody in our company pretty much is signed up for the coffee club for free. Uh, Ross, you still have to pay for it, unfortunately. I feel Yeah, I, I actually pay it for it because I support my friends, you yeah. fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great deal. I mean, you get about 20% off of the, of the retail price plus free shipping. Um, I think we have like 40 plus uh, partners now that uh, once you log into your the club page, you get access to uh like digital coupons and shit like that for all these companies. Your coffee shows up whenever you want it to every month. If you got to be out of town or something, you just pause it. It's crazy. Uh, and there's a lot of new stuff in the works too. Um, the guys are going to be refocusing a lot on creating content in the next couple of months. You're going to see a lot of cool shit coming out. So keep that head up. That's uh sports. Use the code sports 
for 20% off. Promo codes. Your first order only. Yeah. yeah. Sports 20% off at blackriflecoffee.com. Use it. Get on it. Love it. Live it. Laugh at it. Uh, I don't I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, next up, we got yeah. ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Boy, I bet you Tiger was deep dicking in a ghost bed last night. That's what I'm thinking. I, I think he's got a California King ghost bed. Yep. Maybe two of them side by side in a giant room. Yep. How many, how many ghost pillows? Think, how many ghost pillows do you say that motherfucker has? For, Ten? For two California kings, it's got to be 15 or 20 <laughs> at least. Uh, and, I mean, he's rich, bitch. What does he care? I know. So, uh, I think we did the math one time. You can fit 13. You can do a 13-way on one California king. Yes. Depending so upon weight, obviously. Yeah, of course. Well, he's not banging fatty. So, we're looking at about 26, 25, 26 people on that thing. He, he uh, definitely... Looks like an empty tube of toothpaste today after uh, celebrating yesterday. I guarantee. I bet you. his ball sack is shrunk up inside of his body. That's how how much he was banging on a ghostbed.com uh, last night. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for all your deals today. By the way, since 80% of our audience is military and or first responder, you get 15% off forever at the bottom of the page. So, look, if you're looking to get the best deal of all time, that's it, man. Jesus Christ. That's like $200 off all that shit. And that's including everything. Uh, Mattresses, pillows, sheets, adjustable bases. All of it gets shipped to your house in a box. And they have a 36-month pay-as-you-go program. No one is fucking doing that. Interest-free. No interest on that. That's fucking amazing for a mattress. Get on it today. The bundle packages are $7.99 with that adjustable base. And if you're a reg... You know, civilian like myself, they get $100 off a classic mattress or $200 off a Ghost Lux mattress. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today to get them dills. Last but not least, we got ExpressVPN. They're back, Dan. Um, Why don't you tell the... I'm using it right now, actually. I know, man. I fucked it. Did I tell you that story? Were you on that show where I I got a new computer and my shit got hacked? No, from an air gap computer, like a brand new computer? Yeah. Fucking brand new computer, man. I got hacks, and I was like, what the fuck? I forgot ExpressVPNs on my goddamn laptop, and I didn't get it for the new one. So when they popped back up in the sponsorship, I, I talked to the dude, and I was like, by the way, man, thank you for having coming back on the show because I'm going to use my own fucking promo code to buy your shit. Uh, go to ExpressVPN forward slash drinking bros right now. Uh, it's an app that runs in the background of your laptops, phones, iPads, all that other shit. Um, it keeps yep. your shit safe. All your data safe, man. Express VPN I, I gotta forward tell slash you, drinking bros. If, yeah, if you're using... Uh, I, I, some of you may remember from my, uh, my one-on-one interview, but I have a background in computer network security. If you're using your fucking phone and your computer to do your banking and shit like that, you, need, you really got to have something. Uh, even if you're using a, a Mac, which is a little harder to hack than, a, than most Windows systems, um, you really need to have something on there, man. Uh, I also recommend using a separate email address for your bank. Don't use one that you use for anything else. That's another whole thing. But yeah, you can with ExpressVPN. You can browse anonymously. You can uh, you can unblock certain sites from behind your company's firewall. Sometimes, uh, not saying that you should do that. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's a possibility. If you need to get on Pornhub while you're at work, uh, and Pornhub did not pay me to say that. Uh, I wish they did though. And, Fucking a, I would promote the fuck out of their brand. Oh yeah, we love Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's there's all kinds of shit on there. You can uh, I don't know if uh, the base model that we promote has this, but some of their products you can do remote wipes of your devices and stuff. There's a lot of shit. So go look into it. Go to uh, expressvpn. 
facebook.com forward slash drink it bros and check it out see what all the options are yeah man a big fan of those guys and uh look you, you get three free months when you sign up dude it's shit's only seven bucks a month so it's worth it uh, we, yep. we all fucking big have this time. shit uh i want to i want to get into a personal story here some guy wrote me who's in drinking bros sports and by the way if you're not a member of drinking bros sports on facebook sign up today it's a private group um and then you can see all of our fucking tips and we're always giving away free shit uh the with the tournament uh guy won uh the the fucking signed christian leitner jersey he emailed me and was like man i really appreciate this this is the best thing i've ever won in my life and he goes man I, I've, I've been having a really shitty hard time i've just been listening to the show and he goes i've never you know won a basketball tournament and he goes now i get a signed christian leitner jersey we give away free shit all the time for all this stuff and we do listen when you write us and, and when you say things. So there was a guy who, who wrote me who was a diehard Virginia fan and really fucking was, was down on me. I mean, he, went, he went hard. He goes, I fucking turned that shit off midway through the show when you went Stephen A. Smith on Virginia winning the national championship. That was not a turnaround fadeaway three and that foul by Auburn whatever. And I was like, not only was it, but that team is fucking boring. And it wasn't me picking on Virginia are picking on you personally as fans. And here's my story behind that. And I got killed for this years ago, years and years and years ago. I was just out of college. Everybody obviously on the show knows that I'm a, a Ohio State homer. I went to school there. Well, 2002, we ended up playing the Miami Hurricanes in the national championship, right? This was because a lot of people also ask, like, you know, how long have I been betting and all that other shit for years and years and years. That was one of that was my my that was my second biggest win in my life was that game. We were playing Miami Hurricanes for the national championship. That was the year that we had won seven games by under seven points apiece. That was when the Ohio State Luckeyes phrase started. It just every week, yep. man, we were barely winning games. And we had the we had more than enough talent to blow these these people out. But that's the way Jim Tressel coached that fucking football team. Well, we get to the That's national right, yeah. championship. We start playing, uh, you know, Miami Hurricanes. Who've got Willis McGahey and Willis McGahey. Man, uh, those guys were dominant as fuck. The point spread in that game, Dan, was thirteen and a half. Ken Dorsey. So, yeah, Ken Dorsey. Thirteen and a half points was the was the point spread. And right, I'm I'm out in the stadium tailgating. And there was a bookie in L.A. that was a, a, a mutual friend of ours who was just like, "Look, yep. I cannot get any fucking bets on this game." If you take the money line, which is no spread, right? Take Ohio State with no spread. I'll give you, I think it was 20 to 1 odds, right? And so I, all of us put like 100 bucks on it or whatever it was. I ended up winning $20,000, close to $20,000 at the end of it, right? Wow. Because they, they came back and won. They won in overtime. The reason why I'm telling you all this, that team reminded me of this Virginia team. All year long, man, it was a fucking nail-biter. It was a defensive team. They were boring to watch. The excitement of the national championship was different simply because it was a David and Goliath-type story. And when you're fa- when you look, I don't I can't remember a spread that high in my life for a national championship game of 13 and a half points. Well, I think Miami had won what 39 straight fucking games. Uh, it, was, it, it was crazy. Dude, it was insane. And, and 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 again, we're eking out games that whole season long. Seven wins by under seven points. Four of them by field goals for Christ's sakes. And after the the game was over, obviously we celebrated and, and I fucking partied. And it was my school, and I was proud that we won the championship. And I was fucking amped about all that shit. But when the following year started, I said I wish Jim Tressel was fired. And all of my friends and family were like, 
you're crazy, you're a fucking asshole, whatever. And I was like, no, I honestly can't watch this style of play continue for another year and another year and another year and another year. Not only is it boring for America to watch, but it's, it, I mean, I, I thought my, my grandfather was going to have a heart attack watching these games every Saturday. <laughs> I was worried about his physical yeah. health. And like, it was an, a, a completely, ridiculously unpopular opinion. I, I, look, I go to these games to, to have fun, to watch my team try to stomp somebody else. I don't want to see defensive matchups. I didn't like that Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl win. I didn't like the Baltimore Ravens winning with Joe Flacco. I didn't like Virginia winning. I didn't like Ohio State uh, you know, besides the national championship game, the rest of that season of watching them play and grind out these games, there is a difference between admitting what your team is, what a fun style of play is to what everybody else is going to watch and vice versa. Yes. Whoever that guy was from Virginia, I know you're a diehard Virginia fan. I know you're proud of your team. And I would have been too, if it was Ohio state, Ohio state had a boring goddamn basketball team this year. They were awful. I said they would win one game and they were out, and that's exactly what happened. It's just about being honest about your, your team and what they are. It's not saying you can't be proud of them, but that was a boring style of play. And, man, I hope, because they're, they're favored to repeat next year, I hope they don't because I did not enjoy this tournament one bit. And, uh, and if you think it's just me hating on your fucking school, it's not, man. I, I've hated on my own school because I didn't like that style of play before in the past. Well, it's not even just you. It's not even just you. So uh, the most exciting thing, by the way, about that 2002 uh, Ohio State team was watching Maurice Claret fail at trying to break the NFL's draft rules. With Remember Mike that? From, uh, U- yeah, Mike, he and Mike Williams from USC yeah. both tried to enter the draft after their freshman year. And uh, the NFL is like, uh, no, we're a private organization. <laughs> Actually, we're a tax-exempt private organization. You can go fuck yourself. I know. Uh, and then he, he ended out. up fucking robbing somebody and going to prison and all that other shit. Oh, yeah. He went, he went well off the rails. Uh, but there's more data to back this up. So you said earlier that the, uh, the ratings for the Masters this year were 28. You want to guess what they were last year? No. I, 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 8.7. 8.7. So let me tell you something about... Your fucking defensive matchups. <laughs> That's right. Pa- title Patrick Reed won it last year. He won the Masters. Yeah, no one, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about defense. And you can say like. It's the it's the fucking noble purist out there, and that's fine, dude. If that's the kind of game you like, live your life. Uh, but the rest of America doesn't give a shit about that. I can tell you, it's right here in the data, guy. People find out that Tiger. Uh, uh, is is coming back about the win, and he does a fucking. This is the just the final round, by the way. So the final round of last year, eight point seven. The year before that, seven point six. In fact, it didn't. It hasn't been at ten since twenty thirteen. And I mean, goddamn, dude, it's the the highest since nineteen ninety seven. Since Tiger won his first one, is twelve point nine. Yeah, fucking more than more than doubled that shit. And I, I because people want to see winners win. People want to see winners win. They want to see dominant teams like the Warriors. Say whatever the fuck you want about the Warriors and all that bullshit. But when they go to the finals this year, everybody's going to be watching because they want to see something crazy happen. One hundred percent. And even when those ratings were high, I, I'm thinking back because I don't have those notes in front of me right now. But I'm thinking back. I think that was probably when Roy McIlroy won, and everybody was picking him to be the next Tiger. The interesting thing about this tournament was when, when Rory finally hit his last shot on 18 and walked into the clubhouse, they were like, well, this will be uh, Rory's last Masters in his 20s. And I was like, oh, shit, he's turning 30 years old already. By the time Tiger was 30, Jesus Christ, he had won, what, 40 matches, 50 matches? Like, I don't even know. I don't either, man. He's in, he's, he's in the low 70s now, right? I, I want to say he 
just hit eight, he either hit 70 or he hit 80. I want I, I want to I'm going to lean towards 80. Um, I think the all-time record is like maybe 85, so he can't be that far off. But you're right, man. We turn we 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 turn out for stars. That's who we are, and uh, look, that that's what it is in, in in all of sports, essentially. Unless it's like a a Cinderella team. Now, you remember the the year that Butler went up against Duke for the first time? Yeah, I remember the fucking uh, the Princeton teams <laughs> back in the early two thousands. Yeah, man. man, like with their fu- those you like can their get defense, behind their zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those you can get behind because it's like, look, they don't really have a chance. I, Virginia was favored going into this tournament, um, right behind Duke, so. We knew they were going to do well. I didn't think they would win. And look, they should have lost probably their last three games in that tournament. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And like, dude, I'm not just know this. I'm not shitting on your school just to shit on it. it it's just a boring style of play to watch. Uh, congratulations that you like to watch it. But, you know, we're in the NBA playoffs right now. And, and I'm with you. Like, I want to see the Warriors win. They just started on Saturday on 60 minutes. They had the entire Warriors uh, sit down. And I can tell you this after watching that sit down. I don't know if you got a chance to see that on 60 Minutes last night, but uh, they're they're not going to be together after this year. Uh, it doesn't look like it. I, I haven't seen. I didn't watch the entire thing, but I did watch uh, some clips from it that were posted on the internet. Yeah, it looks like everybody's kind of getting bored with being so dumb. Durant looks miserable. Um, I, you know those conversations that you have with your friends when a band breaks up and you're like, man, what the? F- why the fuck is everybody being weird? That's exactly what that was. That was the most uncomfortable, dickish interview I've ever seen on 60 Minutes. And, and keep in mind, Nancy Pelosi was, was uh, like the interview before that. So for me to say that, it was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, Steph, Steph Curry was late to the interview and even the interviewer for 60 minutes. Cause like Boogie was out there, uh, Durant, uh, Iguodala and uh, somebody else. I forget who, uh, Sean Livingston. And, uh, they were asking, they were like, man, is he always late? And they were like, yeah, man, he's always fucking late. And I was like, whoa, whoa, really? <laughs> Steph Curry. You're um, talking I about. I didn't see, uh, that part about it. Uh, although KD is, he, he reminds me of myself in a lot of ways. Like he, he laughs and jokes around sometimes, but uh, every interview I've ever seen with him, he's like stone faced. It's like he doesn't even know what the. F- I, I I think he's just like uh, not a huge fan of the media, to be honest. But yeah, I've gotten the sense as well that they may be done after this year. Maybe, which is fine. I mean, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, because you know you have this team that's moving over to San Francisco. They're getting rid of that arena in Oakland. Uh, I think me personally, I think Durant goes to New York just cause he wants to win on his own. This will be three for him with that super group. And I think he's got that Kobe complex of like, Hey, I'm the greatest player in the world. And I want to do this on my own. So I think he goes to New York. Actually. I, I think they trade Draymond green. This is all my guesses and predictions for next year. I think Durant goes to New York. I think they trade Draymond green in the off season. And I think they re-sign Clay Thompson and you know, Try to keep the the Splash Brothers together, and uh, and then try to build around those two. Yeah, you know, honestly, before LeBron went to L.A. last year, I would have thought that Clay was headed to the Lakers, but I don't think there's any shot in hell now I, that he would go. I there. don't either. And with Durant leaving, they're going to back up the truck and give him a max deal. So why would you leave? Like him and Steph Curry seem to be besties. You know, they were there before. Yeah. Uh, all the rest of these fucks got there, Durant and those guys. So I think he stays. I think, um, I think you know, obviously Boogie goes. 
uh, Boogie's gone, Durant's gone, and I think they trade uh, Draymond Green. And I think that's a new group next year. But I think that also will revitalize them and be like, all right, great. We've got to start playing for real again. Because there is no excuse for them to be losing 28 games a year like this. I mean, this is fucking crazy with that team. It's just out of sheer boredom at this point and rest. Um, I mean, they housed the Clippers, you know, Saturday night. Uh, The big shock for me was to see the 76ers losing that opening round and get booed. Yeah, they're actually, uh, I mean, that Brooklyn is the feel-good story of the year for the NBA right now. Um, Like, it's nice to see uh, Antetokounmpo finally, like, reach the the real top three. Like, people have speculated about, is he a top five player in the league? Now that he's led his team to a number one seed in the playoffs and he fucking dominated in game one, it looks like he's finally fucking stepping up and getting ready to take that mantle on for real. Um, but... It's interesting to see uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, look, doing the things that they're doing. It's crazy because you know, to me, this is D'Angelo Russell's team now. He's essentially put them on their, you know, his back, and he's playing lights out basketball. I, I, man, I can't help but think back to you know when he got traded. Look, Magic fucking up and left right before. I mean, it was what was it? An hour after we recorded last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about Magic Johnson. Leading yep, and having quick. that bizarre impromptu press conference. I mean, they look like they threw up a step and repeat in the background in like eight minutes there in the back of Staples Center. It was like, huh? Um, you know, they had he. Had, yeah, it's funny. He had D'Angelo Russell and he had Julius Randle on that team. Imagine those pieces with LeBron now. Holy fuck, man! It's crazy to think that he traded those those guys away, but uh, here we are. You know. Yeah, he's uh, not been very good for the Lakers organization. It's funny. I actually read an article. I don't remember if it was on Fox or ESPN, but uh, the author basically said that he resigned in an interview because he didn't have the balls to go tell Jeannie Buss that he was done. I Like, they literally said that, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I also heard that it had to do with Luke, Luke Walton as well, that he didn't want to fire Luke Walton, and he didn't have the balls to do either. Now, Jeannie Buss, by the way, and whenever people bitch about like women's equality and all that other shit, dude, Jeannie Buss is a fucking stone cold killer and has been for years. Years. Yeah, she's a baller. She does not put up with losing and all that other bullshit. So, yes, uh, dude, if there's a, a woman to be afraid of, it's her. She lives and dies by the fucking Lakers. And when, when her father died, she really wanted control of that team over the rest of their dipshit brothers. It took a couple years, but she got it. And, uh, you know, look. They've been awful. I, I get it, man. I get Magic Johnson bouncing. Uh, it's it's crazy that he's been able to take you know the Dodgers to the two World Series back to back because he owns the fucking Dodgers, but not the Lakers. There's got to be some you know embarrassment, some pride issues in that. That's what I think happened. Because look, the Bus family was around you know during the Showtime era. So when he got drafted, she was there. The whole family was there. All that shit, and to go up and look her in the eyes and say, "Hey, I fucking failed you." I understand it, man. Um, you know, but Magic Johnson is one of the most powerful businessmen in LA. He's worth over a billion dollars. It's kind of shocking, though, that he wouldn't, you know, go up and have a sit down. But it's got to be hard when you're Mister Laker. That's your entire identity in life, and then boom, you know, you yeah. just can't make them win. It's kind of like Jordan with, I don't with know, the Wizards man. and the fucking Charlotte Hornets. Like, when, when is he going to yeah, step down? Stupid. Like, I don't know. I, he should have stepped down after drafting fucking Kwame Brown in the first round of the fucking <laughs> NBA draft. Oh, what was that, 2005? Like, get the fuck out of yeah. here, dude. 
Uh, but think about, like, back to what you were saying, the team that uh, the Lakers would have had today, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, uh, probably still would have had Lou Williams. Oh, um, man, Lou Williams. How do you let that guy go? Every year, he's the best six man in the year. I is it? I yeah. don't know if it's. He's averaging twenty off the bench this year. I know. Year. I don't know if it's. Like, it's I, I don't know if it's possible for a guy to go to the Hall of Fame just for coming off the bench. But uh, he needs it. And uh, there's that other fucking dude uh, that's been playing for Jamal Anderson for years and years and years. Yeah, Jamal. Oh no, no, J- Jamal uh, Crawford. Clippers, Crawford. Right? Yeah, Jamal Crawford, Crawford. Yeah, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, he was great too. Yeah, or still is actually. Um, yeah, they imagine that team plus Brandon Ingram, by the way, who was on that team plus. Whomever they could have signed instead of LeBron James, Oof. right now, and that how competitive that team would be with Luke Walton as a coach. I mean, and who knows what Luke Walton's true coaching ability is? Coaching the Warriors for forty games while you know Kerr is still you know alive. Basically, I think he's is a whole different story. Yeah, I think he's great, man. I look early on in the season that team was humming. You know, like they had some injuries and shit, and he kept the, he kept it together. Before LeBron got hurt on Christmas, that team was 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 heading in the right direction. They were they were what fourth in the playoff seedings at that point. Um, I don't yeah. think it's Lou Walton. I mean, look, half that team ended up on you know injured reserve and all that other shit. You and I called it immediately after. I, look, I said he would get fired at the end of this year, anyways, which ended up happening. But as soon as as soon as he did, I go, dude, watch that Sacramento Kings position open up, man. There's a lot of great young talent yeah. there. All they need is a coach like that. I think Sacramento Kings make the playoffs next year with with Luke Walton as their coach. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see them uh, like Divac doesn't have a lot of money to work with up there, but he's done pretty well with the amount he's got as GM. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go after one of these max guys if the Kings will come up off the money because uh, they're they're a piece or two away from being a real contender. Yeah, not, not, I, I think so too. The, we'll, the only problem we'll is see what happens. Yeah, the only problem is nobody wants to live in Sacramento. I mean, look, you've been there. I've been there. Jesus, man, that's it's depressing. Yeah, but you can live in. Uh, I mean, Sacramento is only eighty miles away from Oakland, so it's not that far away from it. And People who haven't been to Oakland think that Oakland is some fucking like Compton shithole. No, Oakland's actually a really nice place. You're stupid. Travel there sometime and educate yourself. At any rate, uh, I think there there are cities nearby that you could live in. Actually, I mean, you could technically live like in South Lake Tahoe if you wanted to make the commute and just get a fucking apartment somewhere down in, near the city. Nobody's doing that, uh, Dan. Nobody's sitting in that traffic, dude. They're not sitting in Sacramento traffic. They're uh, not doing it's not any that, of that shit. The traffic's not that bad. It there. sucks dick. Um, yeah, no, I, nobody's going to Sacramento, I don't, I don't think. I think they're going to have to build a young team and then win, kind of like they did in the early 2000s with Chris Webber and those guys and Diva. It's like, uh, that's what I think is going to happen. I got another prediction. I think one person does go to the Lakers, and I think it's Kemba Walker. Okay, why? I think he's tired of losing, and I think, I think the Lakers will go all in on him knowing that nobody else is going to be left on the board, and they have so much fucking salary cap. And I think their big pitch is going to be this, because he's clutch, man, and I love watching that guy play. I live in North Carolina, so a lot of, a lot of Charlotte games are on. I love watching Kemba Walker yep. play. He's been one of the greatest players on the worst teams I've ever seen. And I think if you just put just a tiny bit of talent around that guy, he could shine. And it, it'll take the load off LeBron as he starts to get older and older. And, you know, those shots at the end of the buzzer that LeBron 
is giving up more and more these days will go to Kemba. And I think Kemba, they will pitch him on being the, the guy who succeeds the throne and takes over after that. So I, I don't know. I get, a, I get a weird gut feeling about Kemba Walker going to the Lakers. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Um, the, uh, there's some other stuff going on in the NBA too. The uh, Well, obviously the Warriors won easily. The Bucks won easily. Um, the Magic beat the Raptors. That was a shocker to me. Uh, the Magic beating the, the Raptors. The, the Nets uh, beating the Sixers, man, was a, was a huge shock to yeah. me. Um, watching that guy text on the bench during the middle of the game and Doris Burke calling him out. What are you doing, bro? I, there's a million cameras yeah. in that arena. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And you're losing to he the said he had a He said he had a... Well, he, that guy wasn't... Uh, he's not on the active roster, but still, you're sitting on the fucking bench. He said that, like, my kid's sick. Like, dude, like, tell your fucking wife or girlfriend or nanny or whoever it is to, to fucking call you repeatedly if your kid's in real trouble. Otherwise, the kid can wait two hours. I mean, what Not only fuck? that, but there's a family section right behind the bench. Send, send somebody else, you know, to give you that message. Hey, bro, your fucking kid's dying. He's in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, Christ, you saw the natural. You could pass a fucking note down to him if you wanted to, like, in the end of the dugout. Like, yeah. You're, you're good to go. That shit yeah. still exists. I want to. I, like that guy's full of shit. I don't want to hear it, man. Speaking of speaking of dying, the Celtics Pacers game. Did you watch that? Whew. I watched the first half. I'm like, fuck this. End score was eighty four seventy four. It went. It's like a college yeah, game. Yeah, one hundred and fifty eight points, man. I look. That's another thing that I can't get behind. I will say this though, man. The Celtics, after playing that game against the Warriors, where they beat them in Golden State, have turned it on. And I, it wouldn't shock me if those guys ended up somehow sneaking into the Eastern Conference championship and beating somebody like Milwaukee. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, right now I got to lean towards Milwaukee because they look so dominant in their first game. Uh, And the Raptors losing, like they should never have been in a position to lose by three points uh, to Orlando. No, Um, that was awful, man. Look, Kyle Kyle Lowry had what, zero points? I mean, zero points. That's the Kyle Lowry we knew uh, in Toronto from their olden days when they could never fucking advance in the playoffs. He had zero points. Whenever a superstar scored zero points, and he only took seven shots that game, they're in fucking trouble, yeah. man. Uh, I think the 76ers bounce back and, and, and beat the Nets. I think they're fine. Uh, I think the Raptors will probably be fine. Um, I think most of these games end up being chalk in the NBA. So, I, you know, they're, look, they're fun as shit to bet on, man. So if you're doing it, go to mybookie.com yeah. right now. What do you think about the NHL playoffs that are going on right now? I am really, really rooting for the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, like I said earlier, Tampa Bay, and I called this before the fucking playoffs even started. This was like two months ago when they were on pace to, to actually set the record for the best regular season on um, – record ever yeah you, like, you don't even worry about it man these motherfuckers will choke in the playoffs like they do every goddamn that, year it's every year with these that's guys. what you that's what you told me and you were like hey man watch this shit and i was like come on man uh and, and yeah. sure enough here there is it's like the mariners in 2001 when they won 116 games and then fucking lost in the first round of the playoffs like yeah that's how it goes why why is that with them do you think because they have no fans there <clears throat> there's no fans in tampa bay whatsoever no, nobody gives a fuck. I mean, if you've ever been to the arena, it's uh, down the way a little bit from downtown Tampa Bay. Um, not that downtown Tampa Bay is the fucking place to be. No, anything, it's not. It's but, awful. I lived uh, there for a year. 
their best players. I just don't. I mean, at some point, it's got to be on the players. The players win games. Like coaches put players in positions to succeed and shit, but players win games. And Steven Stamkos has been their best player for many years now, and they've just never gotten it done in the playoffs. Uh, so for me, it's like I, after this year, they're about to get swept. By the way, if they lose the next game, they're going to get swept, yep. and they're the one seed. Yep. Uh, I don't know how often that's happened, but I doubt very much. If it's me this year, I fucking start chopping heads, man, and get a whole new crew of people in there because you got to break that fucking curse. You can't, you can't let that shit happen. Uh, so, so let me ask you this: historically, yeah, bigger yep. surprise: uh, the Penguins being down three zero, or Lightning being down three zero. Penguins. Me too, man. Like I, I expected, I expected them to win their first round series, but they're going to lose. It looks like uh, I, I knew. Like I actually put money on on Tampa Bay to lose <laughs> in the first round. I got a great deal on that too. It was like negative nine fifty, <laughs> minus nine fifty. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, touch that series. By the way, I want that on the record. I did not touch that series. You, you had told me you were like, "Yo, Tampa Bay is going to lose," and I was like, "Man, they got the best record in the league. There's no way." I was like, "I'll give, I'll give them I'll the first bet round on that team to lose all day. I'll bet <laughs> on them to lose all day." Um, I'm not surprised by the Caps being up two zero on the Hurricanes. Uh, they, they had that reputation too where they were kind of like the Braves in the 90s where they were fucking kill it in the regular season and then have difficulties during the playoffs. But last year, they won the Cup. It seems like that's carried over because they fucking, uh, they've dominated both of these games against the Hurricanes uh, so far. Although they did win one in overtime, but still just the boards, the checks, the uh, possession of the puck and stuff, they've dominated. It's weird as fuck to see the Islanders up 3-0 in a fucking Really weird, series, man. Honestly. I, I mean... Because I remember, like, I had friends in the Army that were huge Islanders fans, and they were just, like, the most morose people. They're like, yeah, no, it's kind of like being a fucking Mets fan back in the day, like in the 60s or something, when they were the fucking... Uh, <laughs> what were they called? The lovable losers yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, but fuck, man, good for them. Uh, I like that. In the Western Conference, the Preds are the team to beat, I think. Um, Nashville Preds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they uh, they actually they're, lost their first game. They're they're back even now. But yeah, I was going to uh, say their series is tied up at one one, and uh, they have a game tonight. We're recording this on a Monday. The show drops tomorrow night. In case anybody's wondering, but yep. uh, yeah, they're at one one right now. Most of the series are at one one, except for uh, you know again that that Penguin series and uh, the Lightning series. Three zero, three zero. That that is shocking to me. Who who do you yeah. got in the finals this year? Oh man, the fucking Homer in me wants to say that Vegas will be there because I we're we're huge we're huge fans of yeah. Vegas. And I got to tell you, this kid, this guy Mark Stone that they brought over uh, uh, at the at the trade deadline had a fucking hat trick last night. He's got six or seven goals so far in, in the last three games. Uh, it's he he's lighting it up and they look great right now they're just like last year they got a super fast team their second line is a little bit better scoring wise than their first line is so it's like being uh it's like that situation i described a couple of weeks ago with uh with garrett cole from the from the astros where he's the number two starter but so he's he's a fucking ace but he's going up against number twos all the time they have an ace second line and they're scoring all kinds of fucking goals on people um Winnipeg, I would have, before the playoffs started, I would have picked Winnipeg to come out of the West. Um, but they look a little dinged up. Um, I, I don't know. It, this is a weird series. So the first game at Winnipeg, the Blues won. Second game at Winnipeg, Blues won. 
third game at uh, C- uh, St. Louis, the Jets won, so Winnipeg won. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Has there ever been a series where the fucking visiting team won every game? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either, man. I think, man, I'm going to have to look into my Rostradamus ball here, dude, and really go hard. I'm going to, ah, it's going to be a weird one. I'm going to say Carolina versus the Golden Knights, and that's that's pure hard on this one. I think you're you're getting too homer there, buddy. Uh, I, look, man, I'm gonna say that I, I'm gonna say it's a rematch of last year, Capitals and, and Knights. Uh, people are fired up here, man, and uh, about the, the the Carolina Hurricanes. So I, I look, I'm gonna get swept away in the magic. This is uh, this is like the Golden Knights last year. Everybody's getting fired up around here for that. Yeah. Um, that's that's fine, by the way. They're down 2-0, but no playoff series starts until the fucking first away game is played by the the top seed. Like until you go on the road, that series doesn't start. Those first two games, that's amazing. yeah, that's that's unless what I think. Fucks, and the, and the Hurricanes one. are up three zero right now, um, going into the third period. So I, I'm gonna they're gonna win this game tonight. I'm, it's two one. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a rematch from last year with you. Um, Capitals against. Uh, I wouldn't mind Golden seeing Nets. the Hurricanes. The, the Hurricanes. What did they win in 2006? I think it's the last time they won the Stanley Cup. The only time. The only one. The only, the only time. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was there. It was right before we deployed, and I fucking missed it. Oh, really? Like an asshole. Yeah, I went to games uh, earlier in the season, but I didn't go to the cup for some stupid reason. I was probably drunk. I don't know. Fuck, man. Who knows? Yeah, you're gonna regret that the rest of your life, Dan. I'm not gonna say anything more than that. But uh, no, I'll be fine. I wasn't won't. a fan of them, so I didn't really care. You probably won't. Um, um, I just I just want yeah. you to know that. No, I doubt. I doubt nah, you, you probably won't. You're probably thinking about that every day for the rest of your life. Uh, speaking of the rest of your life, no. uh, Zion Zion Williamson declared for the NBA draft after claiming. Shocking. Yeah, I know. After claiming it was the best year of his life. No, it really wasn't the the best year of your life. Well, actually, it will be this year um, because you're going to get two hundred million dollars in your bank account in less than ninety days. So, uh, congratulations to Zion. Look, we talked about this on the last episode. I think he's got to be a four, not a five. So we'll see where he ends up. Either way, if the Knicks get the first pick in the draft, they have enough cap space. They could sign Durant. They could sign Kyrie if they wanted to, and they could get Zion. Would that not be one of the sexiest teams heading into next year in New York? Yeah, that would be a great fucking team, uh, particularly because um, – Particularly because of the way, and, and this is kind of, I don't, this is maybe a little niche, but the fucking defensive skills that Durant picked up in Golden State, having an athletic six foot eleven uh, three and a fucking six foot nine, or what is he six eight? Zion yeah. or six seven? Uh, see, six, yeah, well, he's six seven. Uh, everybody said in, in person he's six six. I haven't met him. I have not met him. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll 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 see how he plays against uh, NBA guys. But that's a lot of athleticism. That's a lot of jumping, leaping ability. Like he's got a. I know he has a six eleven wingspan. So, uh, you know that kind of team. And then they have uh, fucking what's his nuts from the Clippers. DeAndre Jordan is there still too, right? I believe so. I'm, I'm not sure how long his deal is, but uh, you know, three of those guys together that would be a that would be a sexy team. So we'll see what happens um, with all these guys declaring. I mean, shit. I, not, not only what 
the NFL draft is next week, so that's going to be fun. We're going to do a whole fucking show about that. Um, yeah, uh, the day before the draft. But uh, this NBA draft is going to be sexy as fuck to watch as well. I'm, I look, I'm excited about the 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 off season for the the NBA because so many stars are available and the NFL. Um, it's going to be a really really fun fucking time, man. So uh, buckle buckle up, man. Buckle up. Speaking of buckling up, uh, we talked about Yasiel Puig taking on the nation last week. Yeah, <laughs> you hate him unless he plays oh, for your boy. team is what we've said. And that's true. Tonight in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. He was supposed to get his NLCS championship rings, you know, for going to the NLCS. Yeah. And being champion of the National League. He missed it. I uh, showed up 70 minutes oh, late for boy. a scheduled news conference with local media. And uh, just couldn't even fucking do it, dude. Even back in L.A., dude, he just can't put the pieces together, this guy. I don't... Well, you know, time is, time is different in Cuba than it is in America. Fuck, think, so. man. Did you hear his story about that whole shit of his life? No, I, I don't This care. guy brought him over on a, you know, essentially duct taped him to a Hawaiian punch raft and brought him over to this country. <laughs> and in return... He owned the rights to, to Yasiel Puig. So whatever contract he signed, he got something crazy like 70%, right? That, that can't be legal. It's not. And so what happened were, was, no was, was the feds and all that shit got involved. I, it's actually pretty common in like Venezuela and all that shit in, uh, in Cuba. So the feds got involved and uh, this guy was, you know, didn't get his payment or whatever. And uh, the Dodgers had figured out what was going on. And he went into this massive slump in L.A., and it turned out it was because he was worried about getting assassinated every night. Jesus what, Christ. Whenever that guy decides to write a life story, a biography about his life, I am first in line for that because I bet it's crazier than fuck. They said that... I, here's, here's what I think. I guarantee you it'll be in all caps. <laughs> the whole fucking book will be in all caps. I agree with it. I agree with it. But yeah, I, the, the last story that I had heard in LA was that... They they had they had to keep him on this island, like some one of those islands in the Bahamas or whatever the fuck it is, you know, that's empty for like four or five days, and then send some type yeah, of yeah. cigarette boat over to get him or something crazy. And I was like, what is going on, man? But that's like that dude fits that 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 personality. I don't know if any of that's true or not, but you're gonna believe when that book comes out. I am first in line. Oh yeah, to get that shit. I could see. Uh Yasiel Puig being involved in the next fire festival. So oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. This, he seems like that kind of guy. Speaking of baseball, by the way, like you and I predicted, uh, Ronald Acuna and uh, Christian Yellick are fucking both tearing it the fuck up. I know. You year. picked Acuna to win um, the MVP. I picked Yellick, man. Both of those guys look unbelievable. Um, they're both on pace for like 80 home runs right now. I mean, obviously, that's not going to continue. Uh, it's great. Baseball is we'll, great we'll this year, man. There's a lot of fun teams playing. Um, I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't dive. I don't put my whole dick and balls into baseball until after the NBA Finals is over. Uh, I, I enjoy yeah, yeah. watching. It's such a long season. It's 162 games, but I always follow it every day. And uh, I'm amped, man, for, for after the NBA is over to, to deep dive into this shit because – there's a lot of great teams. It's a lot of fun to watch. Your boy, Chris Davis, dude, finally snapped his streak. Is he out of the slump? Yeah. Yeah, the, that's the bad Chris Davis from Baltimore, by the way. <laughs> uh, the good Chris <laughs> Davis in Oakland 
is on pace for 85 home runs, right? He's got 10 already, and uh, his annual salary is 16.5 million. That sounds like a lot of money, but for that, for the for 40 home runs guaranteed a year, that is not that much money in in modern baseball. Uh, and Cody Bellinger has fucking uh, nine home runs already, yeah. and he's I think he's still on his rookie contract. Man, there's a lot of value at the top of the home run leaderboard. Right oh now. yeah. Uh, by the way, breaking news: my Chris Davis, my homie from Baltimore, who was 0 for 54. And finally snapped that streak. Just jerked out a ding-dong tonight, dude. He hit his first home run of the year. Congratulations, Chris. Proud of you, buddy. Good. He's on He's on pace for he's two. He's hitting .089 for the season with that home run. So. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. I, the wow. fact that he's still in the lineup, I guess they don't have a choice when you're paying a guy $170 million or whatever. You've got to play him. But, man, that that is dark. That is absolutely dark there in Baltimore. I don't know when that team yeah, gets good rough. for a long time. They don't have that kind of kind of money to be slinging around. And if it's all on Chris Davis, you're not getting anybody else yeah. in that fucking team. I don't know who else is on that team, actually. Um, I do, but I know their names. I just don't know who the fuck they are. No, me neither. That makes sense. Me neither. Uh, so it's going to be a long season for Baltimore. Uh, last but not least, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Russell Wilson. He asked for a new yeah, he asked that. for a new contract, right? And he said he wasn't going to negotiate after tomorrow night. What are your thoughts on on Russell Wilson as a quarterback and does he deserve that kind of money? I got to tell you, man, uh you you often say hate that you're hate not him. a believer in Russell Wilson, but he statistically speaking, he is uh one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I, and I, I hate know. to admit that because I'm not a, not a huge fan of him, but his stats tell the story, man. I mean, just last year, uh, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's like one of the best ratios, top five in both categories. Yeah, uh, and, and didn't and, throw for a lot of yards. And he did it without but, any superstar you know. wide receivers too. So like he's always done this without yeah. without superstar receivers. I guess, man, I just again that that style of play i'm not amped about watching i hate russell wilson i think he's a person like you know he was married before all this shit started and then he completely changed his brand altogether and was like hey you're famous now you won a super bowl what what would you do with your dick if you won a super bowl and it was just like well i think i would want to fuck a a pop star you know so then he gets married to homegirl uh, who was with Ciara, yeah, yeah? Who was with Future? They had a kid together, so now he's got the perfect wife, perfect life situation. You know, th- well, there was that whole narrative with them about how they weren't banging before they got married. Like, bitch, you already got a kid. What are you talking it's about? So fucking ridiculous. And it's you know, Russell Wilson. Come on, bro, you're not fooling anybody. With that stupid ass shit. That that part, that part, trying to rebrand yourself to high road people. You can go fuck yourself with that shit. You, uh, you know, I'll, I'll find Alex his- Rodriguez is like that to me. <laughs> Him and Jennifer Lopez. They remind me of Sierra and Russell Wilson. Just a fake ass couple that you're like, fuck you guys, dude. We know your bullshit. We know what's going on at home. You know, it's like. Uh- I bet a lot of you had this happen either in high school or college uh, if you weren't too poor to go to college. Um, sorry, that's just the way it is. It now. really is. People are too it's, – it's too expensive to go to college. But anyways, I guarantee you you had – and somewhere in your group of friends, two people started dating and you were like, what the fuck? 
these are the two fakest assholes I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and they're constantly talking about how happy they are on Instagram every day. But I guarantee you, as soon as they get home, they either don't talk or they're screaming the whole time. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't believe any of that shit. No, I, I don't either. It's, it's a weird relationship. I, he's weird to me. I know the Giants, the New York Giants have already reached out. Which, look, if, if they don't re-sign him and they're able to finagle a trade with somebody before the draft next week, that will send ripples across the entire big board on Thursday night. And, and if he does, man, I'm, I'm there for it. Um, look, I, I unfortunately have to side with you because you are the stats guy. His stats are great. I, I'm sure a lot of teams would be lucky to have him. I just I personally hate him and, and watching him play. But if you're the Giants... He had a 111 rating this year, man. 111 was his rating. I know, man. And if, and if you're the Giants right now and, and you're looking at either trading for Russell Wilson or going after an unknown prospect, you know, like Haskins, because that's, that's going to be who it's down to at this point. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're not going to draft Kyler Murray in fucking New York. There's no fucking Well, money. I think he's going one to Arizona anyways, and that's my, that's my guess. But... Uh, God I damn, know. dude! I still don't. I can't allow myself to fucking me neither. That. I can't. Me neither. Like, part of me's got to think there's some trade coming from Arizona for Rosen in the next eight days before this draft. Either, like, either way, I'm on pins and needles waiting for it. I'm, I'm amped about it, but I think they go Kyler Murray one because he fits, you know, in whatever bullshit world that Cl- Cliff Kingsbury lives in, uh, where, where he's going to yeah. coach that team and have him as a starting cornerback of the NFL. Fine, congratulations. But if this Russell Wilson trade happens, that would that would send the most ripples across the league because then, shit, man, I don't know where Haskins goes in that first round, um, and that would fuck up the entire draft. And you know, look, the Giants aren't any worse than what what Seattle's team is right now. So who's to say Russell Wilson couldn't do the same with that shit heap team that he's doing up in you know Seattle with his team? So yeah, who knows. Uh- I, I like the idea of somebody just throwing a fucking wrench into the whole process. So do I. I look, um, the, the Browns have done it numerous times, so why not somebody else, yeah. man? Uh, either way, I'm here for it. <laughs> I just, we're doing a draft special next Wednesday, so, so stay tuned. Yeah. By the way, if Kyler Murray goes to Arizona and they fucking light it up, we'll be – because if he wins, it'll be a certain type of football that I want to see. Like, it'll be fucking run and gun, like crazy <laughs> bullshit all the time. I'll watch every fucking game they play next year if he succeeds. Yeah, look, if he's there with David Johnson and David Johnson is good, like, and I think Fitzgerald's re-signed, so, you know. Yeah, he did. Hey, it's it's a team worth watching. They won't have a defense anymore with uh, the Honey Badger gone and all that shit, but whatever, man. Uh, it'll be fun. Me, personally, I think they should take Nick Bosa and call it a day, but uh, hey, that's the beauty of, of watching this shit. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and we're all armchair quarterbacks at the end of the day. But stay with us next week, man. We're going to have some draft day specials. And I know my bookie's running some. We're going to bet on those as well. That's going to be a fucking blast, man. <laughs> An absolute blast next week. Yeah, you can. You can I, I think, uh, and we'll confirm this when we do our special next week, but I think... Uh, that my bookie's going to have a thing where you can bet on each individual pick as it's going down. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of sites do so that, so that'll be fun, man. Yeah, that'll be fun as fuck. Um, yeah, I, I, this is this is an exciting NFL and NBA draft season because there's just so there's so much talent in both of these. Um, less talent in the NFL draft, I think, but there's so many different scenarios that can happen, and that's the kind of shit that fucking drives you crazy. 
if you're a fan, right? You're you're worried that uh, fucking uh, your team's gonna have a, a top twenty pick and go out and pick John Johnny Manziel. Sorry, John. Manziel. John, oh, come bad. on, it's John, brother. It's John. Yeah. So tune in next week, man. We're gonna do a NFL draft special. Uh, that's one of my f- most favorite times of the year. My wife hates me. She's like, dude, you're watching kids getting drafted like slaves into league. I was like, yeah, I am. And I love every part of it, especially the white kids. You know what I'm saying? Cause you knew they're going to pull up their 40 times during that NFL draft. And you're going to get a lot of five threes out of those white kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be 5.38 in the 40 yard dash. Welcome to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, no, but but it's 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 a blast, man. There's a lot of superstars in that first round, and uh, that's going to be a really really fun night uh, uh, from Nashville. Uh, D'Anthony, this was a pleasure, my man. Looking yep. forward to as next always. week, and uh, as always, man, you can uh, sign up for fucking Drinking Bro Sports on Facebook, and then you can you can talk shit to us all you want, man. Like the Virginia guy. Sorry, I fucked up your fucking Wednesday last week. For Anthony, Anthony Holloway, I am Ross Patterson. We're the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. Peace.